Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for you to meet our guest today, Melissa Mueller Douglas, because not only does this woman have the calmest voice I've ever heard, literally while I was recording this, I was feeling very calm. She also talks about one of my favorite topics, which is self-care. And I asked her specifically to come on today and talk about self-care for all. So I initially met Melissa because she was on a panel of a networking organization for which we're both part of. And when I heard her speak, I just knew that I wanted her to come talk to us. Um, She was on the panel because this organization that I'm part of gathers these has these conversations um, all the time. And this particular conversation, they gathered three of the black women who are part of the organization who are balancing running businesses and motherhood. And they were invited on to answer questions about how we might all learn about how being a black woman, it might be a different experience than being a white woman when it comes to both motherhood and running a business. And I just loved Melissa's voice. I loved her calmness. I loved her message. And I really wanted you all to hear it. Now, as I said, I asked her on here to talk about self-care, which for the most part is what we talk about. And the reason I wanted her on here is because self-care is so important to what we talk about here. It's so important to the piece of the work-life balance and what we plan for every day, every week, every month, and every 90-day season around here. And I just wanted to really make sure that the way that I'm talking about it isn't privileged, isn't inaccessible to others. And if you ever, ever have feedback on this, please, please let me know. I'm really feeling so open right now. Um, to hearing really any feedback. So please do that. Please give me feedback. You can always email, you can message me on Instagram, whatever it takes, but definitely give me feedback. And I basically just wanted to understand about self-care, what some of my thoughts were. I wanted to make sure that they really are accessible to all um, and understand where some of the discrepancies might be as they might concern as they might be reflected in race, um, as we exist in our current system in America. So that is why I asked her to come on and thank goodness she said yes, because you, I hope you love hearing from her as much as I loved having this conversation with her. So let me tell you a little bit more about Melissa. And then I just wanted to have two quick announcements. So Melissa, Um, is a licensed social worker, and she's also the founder of My Retreat, the retreat where mindfulness and gratitude meet. 
Don't you love that? She is celebrating her nine-year wedding anniversary and is the proud mama of two enthusiastic and creative kids. She believes self-care is a necessity, and with chocolate, mindfulness is luxurious. And if that doesn't pique your curiosity, I don't know what will. And we talk more about chocolate and what on earth that has to do with mindfulness um, in this interview. Now, two things. First, I just wanted to um, pull out, point out. So Melissa and I did meet um, in this conversation that she was part of in this panel. And when I mentioned it in our interview that we had met here, she was almost surprised and very delighted that I would mention Pepper Lane, which is the networking community for which we met. And so I just thought I'd, I'd pull that out. So Pepper Lane is a networking community for mothers or business owners who serve mothers. I should say mothers in business or business owners who serve mothers, um, just to connect and understand about business and work-life balance and networking and learn tools for doing all this stuff like growing a business. And I just wanted to share that with anyone who's listening, who is also a business owner, because for both of us, it's been a really great tool. And I would say, I think she's been involved with it a lot longer than I have. I'm a little bit newer to the situation, but it has been so important to me in this time that we were at home to have other like-minded business owners um, going through similar or somewhat parallel um situations and being able to help other people, be able to ask questions of other people, be able to brainstorm when we're all feeling a little bit lonely, both about business and about kids. Um, and I just wanted to point that out because you could definitely go check it out, especially if you're in business, but also because I was just thinking about the importance of community and how important community is right now, maybe more than ever. Because I think right now we really have to seek it out and we really have to find it in new and innovative ways that we may not have had to before. And I'm noticing that I'm missing seeing people and gathering even more as we're in the full swing of summer, which maybe you've been in for longer than we have, but I feel like we've been in it for about two weeks now and I'm really sort of starting to feel like it's summer and I'm also sort of starting to miss the the people that I see more often in the summer and the situations that I find myself in and all those kinds of things. So I do think that community is important and I wish for everyone listening that you really seek out who you need, what your community is, what would support you um, in this moment, in this time. And of course, if you're a mother in business, definitely go check out Pepper Lane. But really more important than that is really to find that community piece, which we don't go into in this podcast so much, but I do believe is a a really important part of self-care is is being in connection with other um, people that are that are like you and aren't like you. That's one of the biggest things I'm learning in all these conversations that I'm having is sometimes we're in too many groups of people who are just like us. Um, but I really do think it's that community aspect. It's that check-in aspect. Maybe, you know, one thread that's similar, you know, you're building a business, but you're all doing things kind of differently. You're a mother, but you're all from different places and backgrounds. Um, find those threads and really connect with people. Okay. The second thing I wanted to share with you before we get Melissa on the show is that 
We're going to be adding a couple new features over the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited about those here. I just want to make sure that we're giving you the best tools. We're connecting you with the best resources um, so that you can really move forward and, and do all this work. You know, part of what we do is these three doable changes at the end of every episode, but I, I really want to also be able to connect you with tools and resources that will help you in your life. So that's coming up soon. Um, the other thing I'm going to start doing is reading some of our reviews that listeners have left over on iTunes, because I think it's really fun to highlight you, our audience on this show. That's really important to me that we are a community, even though we might not be talking on a daily basis. And on those lines, so if you haven't left a review and you want to really do something that would be so great for the life of this show, go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Hopefully you love it and you want to give us a five-star rating, but definitely more important than that is be honest. But you giving us rating and reviews helps the algorithm over on um, iTunes, and it helps more people find us. And there's nothing I want more than to put these conversations and these ideas um, to serve just more and more mothers who are trying to balance it all. And I feel like we are really in a time where we're balancing a lot, and I would love as many people as possible to find us. And one of the ways that you could help do that is not only to share it with a friend, which of course I also always appreciate, but the act of leaving a review helps us to be found on iTunes. And I'm not going to lie, it makes me feel pretty good when I read them too. So those two things, if you want to do that, that would be awesome. So with no further ado, let's get Melissa on the show. Melissa, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today and to be having this conversation. Lovely to be here. Thank you. All right. So tell us a little bit before we jump into really what is my favorite topic in the whole wide world, self-care. But Tell us a little bit about you. You're a, are you a mom? Who do you have? Tell us a little bit about your, your work that you do. Give us an overview of Melissa's life. Most definitely. I'm Melissa, the founder of My Retreat, which is the 90-minute women's retreat where mindfulness and gratitude meet. I am the proud mama of a seven-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. And we... Are, are certainly enjoying the moments that we can, celebrating moments of peace. Uh, and, and I am just loving their, their joy when they're running through the sprinkler, enjoying the little moments in life. I am soaking that up to the fullest. Oh my gosh, I love that. I miss that age now that it's past. <laughs> Although I love teens too. It's so funny. It gets better and better, I think. I, I think you're right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I started my retreat on my 30th birthday because I had been listening to other moms at the time saying that they weren't putting self-care first and they were losing who they were as a woman first. And I felt like either that was not going to be my tribe, I needed to find a different group of ladies, or... We needed to figure this out together, and I chose the latter. So I gathered with ten of my closest friends, and we got together at a yoga studio. I pulled together uh, my background from being a therapist and doing years of wellness groups, 
guests and put together a 90 minute retreat experience to celebrate my birthday and my friendships. And after the 90 minutes, the ladies said that felt like so much longer. When is the next one? And you have to charge. And that is when and why my retreat was born three years ago uh, to support the other mothers in my life uh, and, and other ladies that just felt like there was there was purpose for them being here. And one important purpose was their professional life. Another was their status as a mom walking around with that badge of honor. And they were a woman before becoming a mother. And, and we wanted to honor that. I love that. Oh my gosh. I wish I knew you when my kids were littler because it took me a long time to honor that. <laughs> here I am today, but it was not like that at the beginning. It's so funny how we we can, it's funny because my story of starting this business had to do with having three kids, gaining a lot of weight in my pregnancies. And then when my youngest was one, like knowing I needed to do one little thing for myself. And so I figured out how to lose the weight, but it's interesting. Cause I, you know, I feel like I was, you know, I felt so uncomfortable in my body and, you know, here I was obviously bigger than all these little kids, but you always feel like hiding behind them. You know, I, I definitely remember that sensation. So I, I love that this is the work you're doing. Thank all right. You. So for everyone listening and you have, by the way, the calm, most calming voice ever. So I can see why people would listen to you in a retreat for hours. Um, tell us a little bit about, about like maybe some things we could do. So there's people listening right now, you know, we're we're in slash coming out of this crazy time. There's a lot of stress. We've been with our kids maybe longer, many more hours than we anticipated when the year started. Um, we, you know, there's just been a lot going on in our country and in the world, and it just might be wearing down on a lot of people. And so let's talk a little bit before we dive into, I guess you, you covered this a little, but I know that you've had so many retreats since you started the business. So what are some of the, what do, what do you find are some of the outcomes of people taking the time for this? Like, what do you feel like? Cause I feel like when we, if we just jump into self-care, people might still think that they don't have time for it or it's not for them or whatever. So I always love trying to figure out why, like, why would this be something that we really wanted to, to figure out how to make time for, for ourselves? Well, during the retreat, there are moments of silence. And that's really powerful because for a lot of the ladies who attend, it's the first time in a long time that they're intentionally sitting with their thoughts. And they're committing to only 90 minutes. So in an hour and a half, you can watch what, like a movie on Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, you can take time to fully be in the moment with yourself. And the power of the retreat is being in a space, whether virtually or in person at a brick and mortar, with like-intentioned women. Women who are saying either, I want to continue this self-care thing because it is helping me decrease stress and increase confidence, or they're saying, there's got to be something more, right? Life is not just about getting the laundry done and changing the diapers and, uh, you know, all of the external responsibilities that are important. Uh, there has to be something more, especially if I'm going to leave a legacy behind of who I was. 
So gathering together, women say uh, one, one common piece of feedback is I just needed that time to be in stillness because I can't remember the last time I intentionally sat still. Uh, and from that, they, they share that ideas of creativity bubble up, like that they had pushed back in their mind and hadn't been focused on before. Uh, and then a lot of ladies share that they've just recognized that they've been putting everybody else first before them. And even coming to the retreat, they didn't, they didn't know. But after leaving the 90 minute experience, they just say, you know, it makes sense. I hear other ladies talk about it and I too need to put myself first because I'm going to be a better caregiver, a better wife, a better, you know, mom, whatever it is. If I'm truly pouring care into myself. Uh, a lot of ladies also tend to bring their relatives. We've had ladies bring their moms, their sisters, uh, cousins to the retreat. And that I find really interesting because a lot of times they'll say, you know, I'm not coming for me. I'm coming, <laughs> this person really needs it, right? Or they'll, they'll buy a gift certificate for somebody and say, this person really needs this because of X, right? Something happened. Uh, and, and it may very well be true. And yet when they leave the experience, when they've joined that person, they say, you know, I didn't know how badly I also needed this time to focus on who I am and what my purpose is. So, so that's the majority of the feedback, needing that time to pause and just be still because there's beauty in it. And then recognizing the need, it's a necessity to put oneself first. And, and whether you recognize it right now listening or not, um, you're not going to lose anything if you try it out. Right. If you try it out and you experience the chocolate mindfulness and the gratitude journaling, you're still going to walk away with having experienced some amazing chocolate and and having written down things that you're you're thankful for. So there's nothing to lose if you try. I love that. Well, and I love some of the things that you hit on that you do, you know, and whether people attend a retreat or not, like I'm just pulling those gems out because like, well, I, I need, we might need to hear more about the chocolate before this episode ends. Cause every time you say that, I'm like, what's that? Um, but also just the craving quiet, like just qu craving that alone, like just being within our own thoughts and our own minds, which I think can also sometimes sound scary to some people, but but I know that that was something I definitely always craved and didn't know how to carve out time for. And then the other thing that I find really intriguing is just this idea of doing it with other women, that self-care can be with other women. Um, and, you know, we all have women in our lives that we can, we don't have to do this alone. So if for some reason we're not feeling like we have time for self-care, then, you know, grab that relative who you think needs it more than you and, you know, do something together, which I love. I love both those those ideas. And then also just that everything you explained is so simple. And I think that when some people hear self-care, they think like going to the hair salon and, you know, 
getting nails done, which are all beautiful examples as, as well of self-care. I'm, I'm can tell you I'm feeling not going to the hair salon in a long time, but but also it's so much simpler and so much more. It's just so much more human than that, which I think we forget. Like we think we're contriving this thing of self care. So before we started recording, you told me about this amazing exercise. Can we share that with everyone, if, so other people can sort of figure out maybe what some good self care would be for them? Because I think that's where we might get tripped up a little bit. Absolutely. So I'm a strong believer in incorporating the mindfulness and gratitude practices into what you're already doing because none of us are going to create time, right? We, we have the amount of time that we already have and it's tough to add more, but it is simple to incorporate uh, mindfulness and gratitude into what we're already doing. So the majority of us all have a planner already. And in that planner, generally we focus on our to-dos, what needs to get done, the meetings we have to go to, and that serves a purpose. What I find incredibly beneficial is to focus on my got done list. I love writing down what I've accomplished because it says on paper, ta-da, you did it. Congratulations, Melissa. And I like to see that. Uh, in addition, what I learned back in grad school, because I'm, I'm a social worker, uh, what, one of, what one of my classmates shared that she did was always write down the self-care in her planner that she's accomplished. And I've tweaked it a bit over the years since being in grad school at University of Wisconsin-Madison uh, to include exercise, play, family and friends, mindfulness and gratitude. So those are the five that I focus on. And for you, you can focus on any of the areas that are important and valuable self-care for you. I take a different colored pen. You can use a colored pencil to identify each one like a legend. So my friends are purple, uh, play is yellow, exercise is green, etc. And when I do go for that bike ride, uh, I'm writing down, rode my bike to the grocery store in green ink. And then over the week, when the week is done, I open up my planner and I look at this rainbow of self-care and I see that opportunity to just reflect and think about how I felt the previous week. That's, that's visually right there in front of me. And if it if it felt like fulfilling and meaningful and like there was in the scale of joy, you know, more joy than that, I'm really going to look at the colors and I'm going to see, is it that I took the time to play? Was I going out pre COVID-19 and playing volleyball like I love to do at the YMCA? Was I uh, really focused on uh, calling my friends and reaching out to them to have those deck uh, dinner parties that we're having now from across the way with neighbors. Uh, and, and what was it that was, was meaningful to me? And it's the simplest thing. It doesn't mean that you have to add anything to what you're already doing. It's just acknowledging and uh, appreciating what you have done for yourself and, and taking a look back at, at how it felt. And if it felt good, do it again. 
I love that. And it's funny because we've been talking a lot. You know, I talk a lot about work-life balance a lot. And we've been talking a lot about like the weight of things because I like somewhere along the line, I think that we got like convinced that like time had to be equal to create work-life balance. And I've been thinking a lot lately how it has a lot more to do with weight. So in our planner, you know, we're planning for food, we're planning for lifestyle, we're planning for um, which I think a lot of the self-care falls into and work. And it's interesting because the first three categories, they really don't need as much time, but they can seriously balance out a work, you know, a work day. <laughs> um, just you know, a 20 minute walk, 10 minutes of breathing, you know, like two minutes of breathing can sometimes balance out four hours of work. And so it's interesting that weight. And I, I, when you're saying colors, I'm like, Ooh, that would be a really cool way to like measure because you could use the brighter colors for the things that like are little bits of time in your day um, and use lighter colors for the things that don't have as much weight and really see how it's, it's moving. So I love that. That's so cool. Thank you. See that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So I hope everyone goes and does that or at least tries it for a week because I think that that's, well, first of all, the five categories I think are really important um, because all of those are things that we all have access to, right? At, at any moment, we can all do those things. So I feel like just even being aware that those are five areas that are really self-care is, is really powerful. And then learning, you know, where you lean is, is awesome too. And I think probably in different seasons, we, we lean into different things, right? Like we may have a more introverted moment and not the friend part isn't quite as, doesn't have as much weight and we really need to be moving our bodies or getting quiet more often. And there's probably times we really need to connect with others. You've got it. And I, I don't feel like cooking my squash soup right now, but get back at me in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> <That> right. Is... <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. All right. So we're going to hop over into another topic. So one of the way that I met Melissa was she was an, a most amazing and elegant speaker on this panel, which, which is part of a networking community, Pepperlane, that we're both part of. And I just had to get her on here because she's so calming and um, and just so for everyone's self-care. And the topic of the panel was being anti-racist in our and what it's like to be to be black and a woman in business and balancing motherhood and how that might be different than it is to be white. And so that got me really curious about how that how everything that I mean we have listeners who are probably both white and black. So it got me curious about where maybe when I do talk self-care, I'm not serving everybody um, and how maybe sometimes we may use these ideas that we're diving into. So everyone who listens to, has been listening to the podcast for a little bit or is on my email list knows that I've spent a lot of time in the past three weeks really learning and diving and really getting as clear as I can about how I can show up better and be more anti-racist than I've been in the past. And it, it is curious, like, so then of just feeling like maybe that means that there might not be enough time for self-care, or maybe I'm not worthy for self-care in this moment of trying to, you know, figure out this bigger thing, um, which is what I think we also do when we're in motherhood. So can we talk a little bit about self-care and 
really how it's for everyone and, and where, like, what, what are your thoughts on this? Just you talk. I don't even need to ask anymore because I'm just badgering the topic. <laughs> I'll be excited to see what your listeners comment and how they do self-care and what's working for them because I'm all about strengths-based approaches. I'm in a number of communities and uh, some are predominantly black and some are mixed and some are predominantly white. And, and what I'm seeing a lot of is this push for a book club. So one, one example <laughs> that let's read books and learn about it, right? If I were to recommend a book, I would recommend um, post-traumatic slave syndrome, phenomenal. I met her actually while I was in grad school, the, the author. Uh, so, so let's say you have a group and they're saying, what can we do? We should start a book club. Uh, my, my thought is, again, not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but if you already were in a book club and you enjoyed it and it was a, a way for self-care, gathering with, with other lovers of books, and it got put on hold because of COVID-19, let's say, um, and now you have this opportunity to join a book club that is focused on anti-racism. It's not that you're adding something on to your to-do list, it's that you're folding it in and incorporating it so that it can be something that's sustainable. And I think that that can be done in so many areas. Uh, there, there are also on social media, a lot of, of posts that I've been reading lately from uh, mom support groups, one in particular that I'm thinking of at the moment, where they're saying, okay, generally we do all of this scanning uh, each day, and we're, you know, talking with the moms and in the threads and making sure that they're feeling supported. As we're doing that work, and as the topics are changing to being more about what's going on in the world right now, uh, how can we take care of ourselves first? And so the question needs to be asked so that burnout, which is real, doesn't happen. Right. Uh, we're talking about rotating. We're, we're giving people the space by saying, if this week uh, you just feel like it's going to be too much, give yourself that grace. Know that we have your back. We will cover for you in monitoring the threads. You do what you need to do for yourself and then come back refreshed and we'll be here to hand off the baton. So being that person that, number one, offers that space to allow others to have self-care. And to me, number two, that most important piece of accepting it when it's offered. Mm, that's so hard. Letting go is something that can open the door to even more beautiful opportunities. And it's tough when you're about productivity, like many of us are in the United States, right? If we committed to doing something, we want to be able to say, we're going to get it done. We've done it before. We can keep doing it. But sometimes it's important to take that pause and that moment to step back, fill your own cup so that you can be a better caregiver moving forward. Yeah, so important. And I think receiving is something that sometimes really has to be worked on. I see it all the time. I see it myself in certain aspects. And it's like, almost like you 
you wish and plan and vision all these things and then when they come or parts of them come we like literally repel them because <laughs> we we're not quite you know we're not feeling nurtured and ready to accept them so i love that that's a good one saying no is another one that i recommend if if i were to go to school and become a doctor it would be doctor no and i would prescribe <laughs> women say no once a day <laughs> and make it intentional, right? Make it count. If there's something that isn't fulfilling your mission or your business or your mission of who you are on that, uh, what are the boards called? The vision boards, right? Yeah. If it's not on your vision board and it's not going to serve you and your purpose, you can say no. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should be doing something. And, yeah. and I believe strongly in not shitting on yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I have to say in terms of being, showing up and really being at the next level myself as an anti-racist white woman, I did experience two weeks ago getting very sad. And I very quickly actually turned that into imperfect action, thank goodness, because I got a email from an amazing woman. Um, and it was just like, and, and it was just like, take imperfect action now. And I was like, okay. So I just sort of did it, which meant I dove in very quickly. I read, I think in five days, I read three books. I went to four workshops and I wrote two emails to my list, which I never do. And at the end of the week, I was kind of like, okay, I did all those things. I'm a little bit tired. And now I know how much I have to do always. And I totally just did a sprint instead of learned how to run a marathon. And so all of a sudden I was like, okay, <laughs> take a deep breath, go take care of yourself again and like get back in to run the marathon, which is really, you know, if we're going to change the world, we have to be able to show up every day a little bit instead of, you know, for three weeks a lot. So I think that was a really important lesson that I personally learned in the past few weeks. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. So Melissa has this amazing retreat. Tell us how to find out more about that. And it's becoming an app or no, the little part is becoming it. Tell us about how people can find you. You got it. So you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at rock my retreat, which is R O C M Y R E T R E A T. And on there, I put a weekly video with chocolate mindfulness so you can see exactly what it is that oh, we do. Oh, good. So you don't, I was, cause that was going to be my next question. You were going to have to give us one little clue. <laughs> I'll give you a clue and leave the suspense for you to check it out. Okay. Also, we, we post on there a, a song lyric from the upcoming retreat. So this month, on June 27th, we have a 90-minute women's retreat that is based on the song by her called As I Am. And already we've posted about not taking yourself for granted. There's a quote from that song, uh, because we want ladies to know what the intention is uh, of creating the space to get together, right? And, and knowing one's worth, what your purpose is, is part of the beauty in, in that song, accepting you for who you are. Uh, and, and in the retreat, my role as the founder and the facilitator is always to hold up that mirror. Uh, so I, I do talk less uh, and listen more and, and the wisdom 
pours out into the room or the Zoom room as we have it right now uh, about who we are as women first. And so right now the retreat is is available. Tickets are pay what you wish for this month. So $15 to $45, depending on what you wish to pay for the 90 minute experience. And it's BYOC, bring your own chocolate. <laughs> which, <laughs> I love it. Which has turned into over the past few months, uh, one woman brought her barbecue chips and she was just so excited because at the in-person retreat, she's always used the chocolates and she said, you know, her favorite snack that she was just craving in that moment was barbecue chips. And I oh my God, that's awesome. thought that was fabulous. Bring your cup of tea, whatever it is that you want to focus on the senses, right? The, the flavor, the aroma, the feel, right? The texture, the sound that the wrapper makes, all of the senses so that you can truly be in the present moment. And after that experience, you come to realize that in your purse, at any time, you can have a little truffle, a little piece of chocolate. I just uh, give the, the disclaimer that if it melts in your fancy purse, please <laughs> I just do it. But try to get a piece of chocolate. What is it? Like the hard shell candies that, that don't melt in your hand, whatever you need. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love it. And nobody knows that you're doing this mindfulness practice, but you can do it anywhere, anytime for a brief moment and know that you have that toolkit right with you wherever you go. And it's a reminder bringing you back to the present moment, not worrying about the past, not thinking about the future, just enjoying and savoring this moment and knowing that there are ways with practices that you can expand that right over time so that it it can expand from two minutes if that's all you need that's fabulous to five minutes like what we offer in self-care for mama bear which is available on teachable so it's myretreat.teachable.com that was a, a bite-sized retreat uh, for women who were saying even 90 minutes feels like it's going to be too long. I, I feel guilty leaving my kid on a Saturday uh, and, and not giving them my attention when I'm with them. So that's how Self-Care for Mama Bear was born. And similarly to the in-person retreats, we have the gratitude journaling, the mindfulness experience, and then a focus on who we are as women in just five minutes a day. Uh, so that is available and it is, there's a, a welcome retreat, which is complimentary, so you can check it out. And then you have me as your virtual journal guide where I'm responding to each of your reflections. Oh my God, that's amazing. And that's for $10 because I want it to be acceptable to as many ladies as possible. I'm on a mission to reach 1 million women because I believe self-care is a necessity and with chocolate mindfulness, it's luxurious. I love it. All right. So we'll put all those links in the show notes. So nobody stress if you're driving or walking or whatever, they'll all be in the show notes and you can go click and go sign up for what fits your schedule, which maybe right now might be something longer. So um, definitely keep Melissa in mind. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. 
At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because I truly believe that action is where real change happens. It doesn't happen in our heads. So I don't want to ever be part of things, inspiration living in your head. So here are the three doable changes that I took from this conversation. And as always, there could have been more. And as always, I really recommend that you choose one of these things to play with in the week ahead. And then if there's more than one that really resonates with you, do that the week after or a couple days after so that you're really stacking these instead of trying to do everything all at once, which generally ends up in us not getting much done. All right, here they are. Make a got done list. So many of us make endless to-do lists. We're good at writing down the things we need to do, but what if we started giving ourselves credit for the things that we already did? the things we already got done. So use your planner to write down things each day that you got done, especially the things related to self-care. Use categories like exercise, play, mindfulness, family, and friends, or whatever categories are important to you. We got some great insights about color coding these things and really learning from them what it is that's important to us or what it is possibly that we're not making enough time for. So I love this one on so many levels, both to learn about ourselves and also just to be able to recognize what it is maybe that we're doing. So often as women, we just don't take long enough to pause. And to me, this doable change is a lot about taking that pause. Okay. Number two, say no to something, anything, just something. Next time you're asked to do something, whatever that might be, whether it's big or small, just pause and ask yourself if the task or projects serves you and or your purpose. If it doesn't, say no. Look at your current commitments. Which ones serve you and your purpose? And you can step away from others. So I love the Oprah quote that you can do everything, just not all at once. And I think this is so important to remember in our lives and also so easy to forget. So this is a great doable change, something that definitely takes practice because it's never easy to say no, but no feels so much better than limbo of not saying anything. And it also feels a lot better than yes, when the thing that we're saying no to, again, does not align with what it is that we are wanting right now. Okay, doable change number three, practice chocolate mindfulness. So it's not that I didn't save the best for last, right? Get a piece of good chocolate and treat yourself to some good chocolate. You know what I mean by good chocolate. It is not necessarily a Hershey Kiss. It might be some dark chocolate. Maybe it has, I'll put some actually in the show notes that I love. Um, Maybe it has no dairy. Maybe sugar is not the first ingredient. Maybe cacao is. Um, Just really treat yourself to some good chocolate and feel the weight of the piece of chocolate that you choose in your hand. 
Notice the sound of the wrapper opening. Notice the color, the shape, the texture. Bring the chocolate to your lips. Notice changes happening in your mouth or your body as it gets closer. Take three deep breaths. Take a bite. Notice the flavor, the texture, the feel, and really savor it. And you can go and hear Melissa talk you through that process um, on her video over on Facebook, which is super, super fun. So we put that link in the show notes as well. Or of course, you can go to one of her retreats. All right, you all, that is what I've got for this episode. I will see you next week on another amazing episode. I feel like we're in a phase where we're really diving into some really juicy mindfulness, self-care, really seize the day kind of interviews. So I'm really excited for what I'm bringing you over the course of the next month. All right, I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.